Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome back to Fan Critical's coverage of The Walking Dead. It's Season 9, Episode 6, Who Are You Now? Directed by Larry Tang. Uh, So the time jump is well and truly upon us now after the teaser at the end of last week's episode. So your full Fan Critical Walking Dead crew is back. Hooray! Cheers! Yay! Yay, welcome back John. We brought you back this week to uh, burn you whilst you're sleeping. Save your scum. You've ruined my surprise for later! Yay! uh, So just to clarify, I'm Emma, your host, and I'm joined by John, who's been away, and Len. Alright, how's it going? And good comic stuff this week, because for once, we're actually following the comics, pretty much. Uh, so before we start the full discussion, here is a spoiler warning. We'll be discussing events and characters up to and including Season 9, Episode 6 in this podcast. That includes storylines and characters from the comics in Comic Corner, as Len just mentioned. Don't worry, if you do want to avoid those comic spoilers, you can just switch off when we get there. We'll give you ample warning and there'll even be... A musical interlude. So let's kick off with our overall thoughts on the episode. John, as you've been away for most of this season. Oh, having a go. So I've got a lot. Well, he bullied us into doing this season and he hasn't been here. That is true. <laughs> um, but because of that, you get first dibs. Uh, so as always, please give us your feelings on this episode. My feelings. Your, yep. I will know your emotions. Um, and your blueberry score with a simple explanation for anybody who's not familiar. Right. Blueberries. How many blueberries uh, are good? Five. How many blueberries are shit? Zero. None. None. You can't do any half blueberries. I can't believe I'm having to explain this again, to be honest. Yeah. But it's like people know I'm a celebrity now. I don't have to tell everyone yeah. that, I, that I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there can be no half blueberry. Uh, I'm often the man that likes to hoard blueberries. I'll give ones and twos out. Len will just give blueberries out like they're going out of fashion. Yeah. Bloob machine. What did I feel about this episode? Loved it. Genuinely loved it. Yay. I think um, certainly for for me the best best episode of the season. Uh, It was better than last week's. Um, And just to jump in, you weren't here last week. Did you enjoy last week's episode? Uh, Yeah. So I think um, it got some unfair criticism that episode yeah uh quite a lot of people it, uh, from the reviews that i read it was very like love hate mm. um but, but some of the criticism i thought was a bit over the top for yeah, a show about I, fucking zombies I, I completely agree with that i completely agree with that um and look uh, as as i've told you all season oh god i gave you praise in last week's yes. podcast we don't you don't need to like rub it in our I'm faces i'm here to collect the praise yeah because once again i was <sighs> spot on 
that Rick would not die. Yeah. Well, so no one cares if you're right, John. This is where there's like applause is edited in and people yeah, yeah, mental. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like you know, like Queen at Wembley. Or something. I think I'm gonna get some tumbleweed instead. Yeah, but on. anyway, the show must go on. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Segway. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this episode. I think um, for the most part, and I think most of the reasons why I love this episode will be in Comic Corner. Oh yeah. Um, Kang has hit the hard reset yeah. on The Walking Dead. Yeah. This is what the show should be. Yeah, and I just want to jump in there. You mean Kang as in Angela Kang, not Kang, Kang from Teena- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, sorry. Oh, or yeah. Kang yeah. and Kodos for The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean Angela Kang. We have gone seriously. Part of the same family. I think. Well, I think they're all related. Yeah, fact. So, Kang, well done. <laughs> it's uh, it's four bloobs. Woo! Oh, I thought it was going to be five from John. Oh, come on. That'd be silly. Go on, Len. Give us yours. Uh, yeah, John hit the nail on the head. This, for me, is the first episode of the season in some respects. It mm. feels like where it should be. And like I said in last week's podcast, uh, everything that led up to this point feels like a like a prelude or some sort of thing, a little a foreword in a book that's taking us to this point. And this is the first chapter in a whole new story. I literally didn't have many negatives for this episode at all. I love the time jump. Six years is extreme. In the comics, it's three. And now we've done about six and a half years since mm. the end of All Out War, yep. which takes us to a total of about 10 or 11 after you know the fall of society, mm. which is fascinating for me. And I love seeing so many of the characters in different emotional states and physical states. Yeah, And uh, just the introduction of Judith, and I thought she's amazing, and we'll come on to that in a bit. Uh, and how Henry, you know, homicidal Henry is actually... You know, like I predicted, something that I predicted, that he might take over some of Carl's stuff, and I'm going to get onto that later mm. on. Um, but I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed with what they've done. For me, it's a second five blueberry in a what? row. <laughs> I am giving Walking Dead some serious blueberries this year. Yeah, no, that's, wow. that's fair, I think. J- just to add on that forward stuff. So, Rick was supposed to leave last season. Really? Um, and you can see how that kind of makes sense with how this season's played out. Yeah. It does really feel like this is now the start of the new Walking Dead. Yes. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, well done, mate. Five from you. You hated this last season. I did. I hated it. And Bile. I've, I've given ten. Ten blueberries in two weeks. I mean, right, it... don't confuse people. You can only give five yes. blueberries. I gave yes. Rick's departure a five and I gave this a five. Yes. Wow, yeah, let's not confuse anyone any more than is necessary. Um, considering the look on your face, Len, when we discussed doing this again for season nine, it's baffling, but, mm. but wonderful. It's wonderful. Yay. I am enjoying waking up very early, actually, in the UK and watching the show. And that's something that I only did when the show was on um, in its first couple of seasons. I, I get very excited when a new you know episode comes out. And I used to wake up, set my alarm early before I went to work and watch the episode. Mm. And... Now lot. you don't go to work. And now I just don't just, go to work. I just yeah. sit in and, and I can watch them never. But been fired. <laughs> it's great oh, to sorry, have mate. that passion for the show back in some respects. Mm. Well, I fucking hated it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I didn't. Um, so, I mean, I echo everything that you guys have just said. This season has been shockingly positive and it has taken a huge step change in the right direction. Um, moving so far forward has been fantastic i think they've done it really well but i like the fact that they've kept the essence of the characters that we know and love but developed them you know over the course of this six and a half year jump that we've had over over season nine 
Um, and, and I like seeing the world and, and the community start to evolve, even though there's always going to be certain things that will kind of hang there like there isn't any community. Um, it, it's working really well. I, I really like it. I've got a few weird negatives from this episode, um, which seems to start... Negatives. Mm. Negatives. Negatives. Um, it's starting to be a bit of a theme in season nine for some weird negatives, but overall I thought it was bloody smashing. Uh, so solid four bloobs again this week from me. Very good. High scores, to be yeah. honest with you. Comparing it to last season, it is honestly a whole new show. It really is. A whole new show. Sure. It really is, though. And I, I think Scott Gimple, who is technically overseeing still things at AMC, is he, though? he must be looking at this thinking, right, I am actually dog shit. So that's, he must understand <laughs> that now. He must understand that. Well, look, I hope he takes that as constructive criticism and, and goes and uses that negative energy to... ruin to, Fear the Walking Dead, yes. No, to, to build something good and feel good about himself for achieving well, something he's, too he's little off, too late. He's off to do the films, isn't he? He's off he? to do the so films. He doesn't give a shit. No, that is true. So let's Waking wait and see again. what that is about. I mean, Andrew Lincoln obviously will be excellent. So no matter what he's given, he'll give it his best shot. <sighs> Sorry, guys, time for a uh, small advert section. If you're enjoying this, we've got loads of other great content on Fan Critical. In the next uh, couple of weeks, we'll be covering uh, The Haunting of Hill House and also Overlord, so tune in for that. We've also got loads of really cool stuff on our uh, baby podcast, Castle Rock Critical, (laughs) where we cover all things Stephen King. So you can tune in to our retrospective reviews of Cujo, Pet Cemetery, Misery, and actually coming out later this week, we'll be covering The Dead Zone. Uh, So if you are enjoying this please do subscribe and send us in a review you can find us on all of the major podcasting apps uh, but for now let's get back to the walking dead <laughs> easy peasy lemon squeezy right so let's talk about some of the things that we liked and didn't like so much in this episode uh john because you have not been around to talk so much i'm gonna start Thank with God. you pick it on me um, always picking on you, but you know it's only fair for the years and years of torment that you've put me through. Come on, then. So t- talk a little bit. Pick up the first thing you want to talk about about right. this episode. John. So this is going to seem uh, a little bit ironic because uh, the peak of this episode for me, um, I have to say, is Judith and Negan. Now, for the mm. most part, the reason I say uh, it's ironic is Judith is garbage in this episode. Uh, oh, Judith. Now, I, I was watching this. I knew, like, in the back of my mind, and it's annoying now because we I'm watch things. I'm sure she'll We be watch fine. things, you know, as a group. We all message each other afterwards. I was sat there watching this going, with you just on my shoulder going, she's fucking shit. She's <laughs> fucking shit. I knew you were not going to like her. I won't watch it with you again then. Well, don't. Did you watch it together without me? No. Unbelievable. Yes. Little John on my shoulder, you know. <laughs> Well, look, Judith and Egan, brilliant. I really like yeah. that. And comic-wise, it's going to be good because we were, oh, we were, wor- yeah, we, yeah. We were worried about um, yes. the fact that we were going to be missing some key conversations. And now... I'm replaced. Yeah, I was literally he- replaced. I was hesitant to bring this up because I know that we're definitely going to talk about it in Comic Corner. Um, but I think they've done a really good job of that. That, yes. that scene was fantastic. Did, and he's had a shave and a wash. Yeah, quite like quite like Negan's little new shaved shaved head look. So do and, I. and the good thing about this sort of dynamic, uh, more so than maybe the one in the comic, which I'll talk about later, is the fact that, you know, Judith doesn't have a father now. Mm. Um, so for for someone, you know, like Negan to have conversations with, with him could be a sort of like father figure for her. Yeah. Which makes it extremely mm. powerful, more powerful than, say, the Carl and Negan interactions that were in the comics. So, yeah. so actually, 
they've impressed me with what they've done there. It's uh, it's going to be far easier for the audience to empathise with Negan. Oh yeah. Um, now that he's got this kind of cute kind of banter with with Judith, mm. because uh, I saw like this reaction video to last week's episode. Yeah. Um, and the vast majority of of kind of serious Walking Dead fans that have uh been watching the show when it came to um Negan and Maggie. Yeah. Loads of people were like, oh fuck off. Like he's just kill him, man. Like no like feelings of empathy for Negan. Yeah. Um so I I think uh, this is a nice way to sell him to the audience. Yeah, 100% and a 6 year time jump uh is more believable now that he's repentant about the things that he's done. Yeah. Now you've you're almost at 7 years he's been in jail or something silly like that, you know, 7 or 8 years. He um will genuinely be repenting what he's done. I didn't yeah. buy the Maggie uh and Negan interaction last week purely because I knew the comic material and secondly because the amount of time for him to you know think about what he's done mm, yeah. in solitude has not been enough. Mm. Now it might have been enough. Like I'm not you know time is is a healer. Time also makes you think. It punishes you. It punishes Negan. So I hope we get a, a little bit more interesting conversations with Judith and Michonne and other characters about how he his mind is working now and how you know his spirit his soul his conscience is is operating because I really want to know uh, what's going on in Negan's mind yeah and I suppose actually you got quite an interesting contrast because obviously I mean I've read a few of the comics but I am not in any way up to speed so my reaction is pure tv show fan so my reaction to last week with the scene with Maggie was actually quite similar to yours in that, well, this doesn't make any sense. It's way too soon. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but I think they've definitely done a good job of it from a non-comic perspective. Uh, it was hilarious. And talking of Ju- on Judith now, um, I know you said you don't like her. I but... feel like you loved her. Yeah, I, I, I really did. I, I thought, I think their casting's pretty good. I think their casting's pretty good here. I, I think I mean... she'll grow on me. Yeah. I just think... You know, the the one scene where she tries to sign to the deaf woman. Yeah. And then I thought that was quite sweet, actually. She's like, I'll get it. And I it's just that, the, but I, the delivery was very like yeah. Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's quite an interesting character. You know, there's scenes where she's just like on the staircase talking to Michonne, which I mm. thought was actually very good. Yeah. Trying to persuade her about Magnus crew. And she's just cleaning like a fucking cult python. <clears throat> <laughs> I was, she's got a Colt Python in her hand. The gun is bigger That's than That's irresponsible. Her. Uh, yeah, but well, she's very well trained, obviously. She ran up the stairs. So I actually really liked her. I think she um, has a lot of gravitas, actually, when the scenes are going on. And, and you can understand um, how she is actually making people who are in a much more senior position than, than her, like Michonne and, and even people like Aaron and... Uh, Rosita question their own decision and mor- decision making mm-hmm. and morals. Yeah, uh, from a viewer's perspective as well, she's relatively similar or kind of she embodies characteristics of both Carl and Rick, and I think that's why there is not I want to say reverence for her, but like respect for her really. And yeah, I mean you, you're always going to get this with kid actors; it doesn't always doesn't always work well. Um, but I thought predominantly she was she was great. Her interaction with Negan was fantastic. And actually, I thought the bit at the end was really cute. I, I thought it was sweet as well, I have to say. Yeah. But me and Len are big softies, so... I give up blueberries for fun, apparently. So. But Well, yes, you do. Um, that is true. Is it not a bit overkill for her to have a gun that's bigger than her, a fucking samurai sword, yeah, boy. the hat... I love and it. And just like the crappy clothes. Like, I, I mean, I love no. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's like it's taking on much. taking on the best elements of her family. And what's she doing math? 
Why? Why she's doing making her. Well, you've got to learn still. I don't know, do you? I mean, yeah. I, what else are you going to do? You don't all even day? need to do math now, let alone in fucking the apocalypse. Well, she might be very smart, and we might she could be a future Eugene man. Oh, let's hope not. Let's. Can we talk about Eugene? We can. I've, I mean, I, I <clears> thought at the beginning, I was like, "Oh, Eugene, look, you've you've grown some balls, mate." And he turned around. And I was like, "No, you've grown a rat tail at the back of your head." Love it. No, it's better I hate than his it. hair from before. Hundred percent. You prefer mullet over rat tail. Yeah. But then I thought, okay, I'll, I'll let that go. He's tidied it up. He's he's learned how to fight. He's not quite so pathetic. Yeah. And then halfway through the episode, old Eugene back again. Not really. Yes. I oh, mean, he fell down. He fucking broke. It. He was like a oh, knee ligament damage. Okay, but you know what it? You know what the bit I'm talking about? It's at the tree. Rosita, I've got to talk to you about the fact that I love you and I've you know well, got new hair for you and everything. He it's might not yours. necessarily have said that. Yeah, you didn't. She didn't let him say anything. And yeah. second, what he was well, obviously, say. but. You know, <laughs> Eugene in the comics, and we've said it on this podcast for ages, is a very, I think, a very good character. I think he's one of the best characters in the comics. <clears throat> he definitely has a journey going from a weak, pathetic guy who used stronger people worm. to survive. A worm, exactly. Smelly. Um, potentially. Potentially. Uh, they probably all are, to be fair. <laughs> um, to being a very strong, smart, capable member of the group who is essential in forging the new society in which they live in. Yeah. Um, this time, this time jump has given them the opportunity to show that Eugene. And I was buzzing when I saw him take out those walkers at the start. He's very capable in the comics. And also, I'm just happy that there's a bit of uh, romance in the air for him as well. So, wow. Well, I'm happy about mm. that. And I'll come on to one of my mm. dislikes about it in a minute. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah. I think I just found it quite hard to believe. And I wonder if it's because we didn't see much of Eugene in the first half of this episode, uh, this season. Yeah. Um, And that it just didn't feel like he got there yet. But well, maybe that's just... Years. I mean, that's... Yeah, I know. But I just, as a viewer, I didn't, I didn't feel it. Yeah. And maybe I will later on, but right now. That's what these time jumps give it. you the opportunity to do is to reset characters' baselines completely. Well, and they yeah. don't they don't have to tell you now no, no, no. how he got there. But I do have but to, there to believe will, it. Yeah, well, six years is longer than you've only known him for about two years. So <laughs> so you've only known him for like so in terms of six years. You don't years, even know him. You don't even know him, man. So he could completely reset himself. Mm. And they will give us little bits of information now about what happened in those six years because there are things that they're saying about the community. There are things that they're saying about, oh, we let some people in. Because I was very sceptical about their their now reluctance to let anyone into the community, which is mm. completely against what sort of Rick was going for yeah. at his time of death, as mm. I do with air quotes. So that's interesting. And we will get little stories about what happened because, you know, there's that mark on Michonne's back. Yeah. Which I'm intrigued about. Mm. Um, Looks like that, torture. That must be something to do with it. Uh, but most of the key characters, all of the key characters, are still there. So this is their opportunity to uh, tell some stories about some very high budget things they could never, never do in yeah, the show. Agreed. Do you remember when uh, all a hundred bears came in and just started ripping everything <laughs> ah, to shreds? The War of the Hundred Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it well. That Judith, sit down for story time. Yeah. Oh, bless uh, um, those poor bears. But a, a positive, uh, M, and I think um, something that we discussed last week, especially from a bit of feedback that we had and then we talked about it, is Baby Rashone. Yay! I love that. Now, I completely forgot about that. Now, 
I was like, who's this little kid running around? Do you know what I loved about it, though, is that it was so subtle. It wasn't, it was subtle. oh, and by the way, here's the baby of the man I love that died, yeah. that now is my only connection I to I needed him. that a little bit when I watched it at 5am this morning. Yeah. I was like, what's going on um, here? Who's, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? But no, I thought they did it really well, because I, I wasn't sure when we talked about this last week how I felt about the idea of a baby Rashane. I love it. And I loved it. I love it. I love it for it two reasons. It wasn't yeah. overtly like gratuitous or in your face. It was just, oh, yeah, okay, there's the baby. Cool. It, it's just going to be so great in, I, don't, I mean, if we ever make it that far, like the zombie apocalypse, I don't know how long we're going to last covering the show. But uh, when Rick finally, you know, reunites <gasps> with the family, it is going to be something special. It is going to be very, very good. And uh, he doesn't even know about this. They were talking about it, but he doesn't know. What if this one's not Rex either? Oh, my God. (laughs) Absolutely murdered. I'll tell you what, I know who the father could be. Gabriel. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sowing the seed. That is garbage. Who knew? Well, garbage, yes, but who knew? He's he's moved on from garbage, son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who knew that he is such a little sex symbol? Hate it, stupid uh, man. I do have to say, he's done a definite upgrade. Jadis to Rosita, no offense, he is he's punching. Yeah. I mean, Jadis is decent as well. Oh, I'm not right? saying she isn't, but Rosita, Rosita is, yeah. I mean, he is punching. But I've yeah. got to ask, five bloobs in the, in the last, <laughs> <At least. laughs> in the last six years. How many women has he been through? Is he just been, been with... through? He's a all right, he's a man of the cloth. He went well, is yeah. he though? Is he because he, he doesn't feel like one right now. Man of the bed sheets. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> no, uh, so... Ridiculous. So I actually like, uh, as I said, Gabriel's improved over the over the seasons, apart from his uh, um, little escapade with Dr. Carson last year, which I still think is one of the worst things I've ever seen in probably, my life. Probably fucked him as well at some point. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> well, he, Carson did sacrifice his life for him yeah. sort of at the end. So, But <laughs> uh, I'm just saying... You know, I I quite like Father Gabriel, but these romantic situations they keep putting him in are so bizarre. Uh, especially, you know, the Eugene Rosita one. I know you might think that's bizarre, Em, but it's actually when you look back at their interactions and the things that they've been through, it actually makes sense. Oh no, don't get me wrong. I don't think the relationship is bizarre. I just thought his like timing of yeah, but he's socially and awkward. I mean, I know he is, he, he, and I know. I just it annoyed me because I was like, no, just man up and run. You can tell her later when you've saved a life covered in mud. You're gonna die. Can you just touch it, please? <laughs> One hundred percent, what he was going for. Yeah, um, and we can all resonate with that. 100%. No, I just. And this is what I mean about this weird theme in season nine is all these weird, like, sexy time stuff that's going on. I'm not having it. Gaby does not have this much game. No. Well, apparently it does. But, I mean, does it it take someone to be fucking blinded in one eye? Mm. And a hat. Well, yeah, and a hat, yeah. I, I think it's just there's not a lot of eligible suitors in the uh, in the group, and he is obviously one of them. I but... don't know, there's there's one guy knocking about with... Uh, the new security guard. The, yeah, he looks a little bit like... Quite fit. Yeah, I mean, you've obviously noticed him, clearly. Yeah. I went, there's one, and you went, yeah, that guy. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kind of looks a little bit like Sawyer from yeah. Lost. Yes. A little bit like Sawyer. Just out of nowhere. Mm. Well, obviously, he's not as much. He's, he's not, my new you know. favourite character. Yeah, I was thinking maybe he's maybe he's uh, oh he's yeah he's Michonne's... oh yeah could baby be. daddy could be why not Gabriel's weird relationship didn't like it um, and I hope Rosita uh, goes towards Eugene because uh, I like Eugene now yeah I mean she's gonna shag both of them I reckon at Get the same that going. time why not or, or maybe well that'd be a weird episode that would be a weird episode yeah. Kang is taking it in a serious different direction <laughs> if that's the case yeah well Hard done Kang. Reset. <laughs> 
Um, speaking of um, hard reset, I'm going to bring up something that we clearly haven't addressed that I had to check and rewatch four times this afternoon uh, just to make sure I wasn't going mad. We ended this episode, and this for me is positive but baffled with a talking zombie. Talking, Absolutely not. Didn't talking, happen. talking zombie. Did not happen. Well, you are imagining things, Emma. I'm not. You confirmed it to me. So uh, I get the feeling that this will get explained further on in the season. Yes. Um, and it could be anything. Maybe it's a robot. I don't know. Uh, a but robot. Anyway, what are you talking baffled about? Baffled me. Robot zombie. Maybe it's the animals that turn to zombies. No, that doesn't happen. You know yeah. the animals don't turn to zombies. Yeah, How many do. times <laughs> we tell you that in the podcast? Don't know. Hacky. Um. I also get the impression, Len, this might be something we bring up in Comic Corner. Yeah, I mean, the Whisperers, look, we've talked about them all season. Everyone knows that they're coming. This is the Whisperers. You know, oh, it's as simple as that. We'll come on to it in Comic Corner oh, in a bit more detail. You know, a very interesting foe for the group to tackle. And there couldn't be anyone better to be covered in the mud listening to this sort of situation than Eugene. Yeah. Because he is someone who essentially is the smartest member of our group so if he if he comes back saying something like that then i think it's people gonna, are going to be freaked out they're going to be freaked out because yeah. he'll be like well i you know i definitely heard I it mean, he I... would never believe it if he was told it mm. but because he's heard it i think that's very important well, i was freaked out until that i've got to bring up and i talked about this at the beginning about how they've kept the essence of a lot of our favorite characters carol Got mm. a fucking lo- okay for a start. Elven Carol, love Elven Carol, bow and arrow, long grey hair, yeah. like fantastic. Yeah. But uh, apart from all of that, um, setting the saviors on fire, fucking amazing. I loved it. It goes to show that she's still got that brutal side to her. Like you're quite lulled into a full sense of security this episode um, when she's all lovey-dovey with Ezekiel, you know, going to see her now son, homicidal Henry, who has aged well. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, giving in to the saviours who once again are at, still being dickheads. I mean, do they, have they? why do they not want to join the communities? And like, It's just you know, dead. But again, I, see, I've said this before, the saviours, they are so fucking one-dimensional. Yeah. Like, their decision-making is shit. Shambolic is what it is. I, 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 like I don't Stanley. even understand how they get caught. Like, did they just take their stuff and walk around the corner yeah. and just sit down? Yeah. Well, no, Carol's an elf ninja. And she can track very well. She's like Legolas. <laughs> Legolas ninja. can track very well. Yeah, that exactly. is true. Yeah. So, elf ninja. Uh, the fact that she actually brutally, brutally killed them as mm. well uh, for me, just goes to show that she's still got that cutting edge necessary to be oh, a, an true, elf, yeah. a, a true leader and an elf. Did she also set them on fire with the um, fuel that they'd stolen from her that she was transporting? It was her. It was the saviour fuel, I think. It's the last of the fuel left over from the sanctuary, which is one of the, oh. their key exports, was they created they some were... sort of bio, biofuel using mm. whatever oh. they had there. So killing them with their own, their own resources... Whilst taking back her own. I also really liked the revival of the the questions with the council. What do you guys think about that? Well, the council was a bit of a joke. I mean, for me, there was two guys sitting on the end. I was like, who the (laughs) fuck are you? (laughs) I I, I was looking at them. One of them was a saviour. Two of them. No, Laura's. Laura, I know who Laura right, is. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. But there's yeah. literally another two people if you look at the end of the table. Yeah, Barry, yeah. Barry and. Oh, uh, Barry and. Uh, Barry, Barry too. Barry too. 
extra one and extra two. Hey, Barry, two. What do you think? They looked so awkward on that table <laughs> that they just didn't know what they were doing there. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Well, to be fair, of anyone, Aaron looked the most uncomfortable in that council. Like, he just didn't know what the fuck was going on. Well, Aaron is just, like, budget Rick at this point. Yeah, he's budget Rick. He's yeah. 100% budget Rick at this he's point. He's big. Yeah, so I think we should talk about why uh, the council is there, and that is the group of Magna Etal, as I call them, the, the Magna crew, who are straight from the comics. And actually, I'll be honest, and you guys aren't going to like this, and you can rip me to shreds in Comic Corner, but I disliked Magna and her group. Uh, I think that's really strange that you dislike some new characters, who I think are very fresh uh, for the show, especially you've got the signing couple, the, you know, their stories. I liked them. Are they a couple? No, well, they were, I... I, I put them together because they said that they were like each other's guardian angels. Are you laughing at? I mean... They might be. I mean, I don't know. They could be, yeah. I'm just saying that... A little bit older now, aren't she? Yeah, they're very... It's a refreshing change of pace. I like the dynamic of the group of characters. They don't make any sense. You didn't really get to see Yumiko much because she was in the infirmary, but that's a cool character as well. Their weapons are pretty cool. They're very smart about how they conceal some of their weapons and their belt and their necklaces. They've obviously had run-ins with similar groups like the Governor, like the Saviors... Uh, before and even reference that in this episode saying these guys have had their xyz situations that's how they've got this far yeah love them and they are a breath of fresh air that is much needed because most of the time when new characters get added they're a joke no i mean look i i know a little bit about them so maybe that's why i was less enthusiastic and i'm interested to see where it goes they just didn't click for me in this episode but actually i I want to know what happens with them next. Obviously, at the end of the episode, Michonne has clearly taken them to the hilltop and that's where we're going to get Maggie. And so that'll be interesting. And I, I, I want to know a bit about their background. They just annoyed me. And I don't know whether that's just because I'm, you know, maybe I'm like... Well, if you'd been uh, wandering around a zombie apocalypse for 11 years and you still hadn't got any sort of semblance of community <laughs> and you're losing people <laughs> daily, you know what? I'm sure a lot of people would fucking annoy you. But I guess, they're, you know, they're just, they're just doing their thing, Em. They're yeah, just doing Emma. their thing. God, we just leave them alone. Yeah. What kind of fucking dictatorship shit is this? This is a lentatorship. Well, it isn't <laughs> because I'm meant to be in charge of this and I'm entitled to my own opinion and what? I will not take it back. I'm taking you to the garbage people. I um, Who's, who's Magna going to crack on with? Because she Ooh. seems she seems like quite a, a powerful new lead character. I think so. Ob- obviously Gaby. Well, obviously, yes. Jesus. Jesus. There's just something about uh, Again, Gabriel. They'd be cracking on with one another. Yeah. They're not just going to flip the script. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. It's going to be Daryl, isn't I it? I think Daryl and uh, Magna could be an interesting he dynamic. Needs, right. No. On, on that, uh, one of my negatives of this episode um, fucking cast away Daryl. Yeah. You know, catching fish with a stick. I quite liked it. Um, I liked the... And then um, breaking the stick in half and then killing a fucking zombie. Lost the fish. Zombie just cheer up, mate. Like, just cheer up or go away um, or just kill yourself. Because come Whoa. on now. No, come on. It's six years on. Yeah, like, yeah. Depressing man. If it's it, all his if fault. This, if this was like a couple of months after the Rick thing, I'd understand it. Yeah. But the fact it's been six years and he still sort of smiles, smiles when he sees Carol later on. Oh, hello. Um, for me, he Romance. says that he's still in there, but maybe he just doesn't feel <laughs> like he's part of any of the communities. You know, he doesn't feel at home in any of the communities. Well, see, I assume <clears throat> that he has been shunned because everything is Daryl's fault. Uh, no, I don't think he's been shunned at all. No. I, I think this is, this is a choice of his not to be a member of any of the communities. Well, I mean, in his defence, um, that gnarly waterlogged zombie was great. 
yeah, I mean, good zombie stuff. Good zombie. I like, I like the zombie stuff. But I, yeah. I you know, Daryl is going to come into the season, especially the back half of the season, I think, a lot more. Oh. He is going to be integral. <laughs> He's going to be integral um, to defeating the Whisperers. I'm pretty certain about that. Mm. Um, and they're going to need him because he's easily probably the most capable fighter they've got left now. Um, and, you know, I just hope that he reintegrates into Hilltop <gasps> or or Alexandria. I've just realised that they're starting to model it on Lord of the Rings. Because Carol is... I don't think they are. No, Carol is legless, yeah, obviously. Okay, yeah. like what, elf say, Aragorn. Yeah. Look well, at them at the end. Come Darryl on. Is, Come uh, on. And who's Gimli? Uh, that Luke guy. Oh, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> totally legit. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Sorted. Good. And Frodo. That Magna is Eowyn. Eowyn, yeah. Yeah. Eowyn, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Who's Gandalf then? Gan- Herschel. Herschel. Oh, God. <laughs> He's dead. He was in last week's episode, though. <laughs> Looks a bit like Gandalf in last week's episode. That is true. So, did. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> so now we talked through what we liked, didn't like, and were confused by in many ways, some of them emotional, some of them others. It's time to move on to Comic Corner. Uh, so if you don't want any comic spoilers, um, apart from the very minor ones that we've had so far, then switch off now and come back next week. But if you do, then stick with us as I hand the reins over to Len. <laughs> So this week we finally have a return to some comic material. There was a bit last week, but obviously Rick's Demise is obviously not in the comics. And this week finally put us back on track and teased and, you know, started a lot of the comic storylines that we were hoping we were going to get at the start of the season. As I said, this is kind of like the true season premiere, if you will, for the new show and the way that the show is going to be going forward. So let's talk about something that uh, I talked about with you guys um, last season, potentially. And that is the fact that Henry is going to be taking over some of the Carl material. Ridiculous. Um, So obviously in the comics, Carl is very much alive. Um, He's very integral into seeing how the sort of adolescent group of the community is, you know, operating because the it's not just adults there's children there's teenagers and it's important to see every facet of life that's happening in the post-apocalyptic society we weren't really going to get that we were worried where are we going to get that from and i joked about it being homicidal henry i did not expect another six-year time jump which has allowed them to make henry seem a bit more like a good actor potentially Mm. like he actually might be all right so I think that he might have some very important interactions with a different group of characters that we're hopefully going to get introduced to. Not only that, in the comics, Carl leaves Alexandria and leaves Rick to go and become a blacksmith and learn how to be an important member of the group. Really? Yes. And that is what Henry is doing here with Carol, yeah. going oh. to become a blacksmith. So that's how I know that they're giving him some of those important storylines. Yeah. Maybe he'll be also the main key ingredient in the Whisperer arc, potentially, which is how the Whisperers get introduced to our group, is through Carl going and fantasising over one of the uh, Whisperers, isn't it, John? What? It feels... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels massively unlikely that they're going to give Homicidal Henry 
this much screen time. Mm. It just doesn't feel yes. right. And actually, I uh, uh, before this episode, um, I thought Judith was was going to be the homicidal Henry role. Yeah. Um, obviously, she's a bit too young for it at this stage. Um, but look, as soon as you had Henry uh, and his little conflict with uh, with Ezekiel, which was exactly the same in a comic with Carl and Rick. Yeah. I was like, oh right, okay. And when they mentioned. The fair. Ooh. I was like, twice. Fuck. Oh god, the fair, the fair, the fair, the fair. And I'm not gonna go into any spoilers or the massive spoilers for the fair. Fucking hell. What I will say is, it's gonna be amazing, guys. In so many Hello. ways, the fair is an extremely important event in the comics. It happens straight after All Out War. Um, so this is obviously happening far later, another six years after All Out War. So uh, it was a blink and you miss it kind of thing. But Ezekiel did say, did mention several times that they're getting ready for the fair. Uh, so that's going to be sort of a an, a community loving <clears throat> where all of the characters gather and they celebrate sort of society rebuilding. And they're, they're at a place now of peace and tranquility where they feel they can let their hair down and really have a celebration of some kind. So that's quite nice is in some respects. Is, uh, here's one for you. Go on. What episode is the fair? Oh, it's hundred percent going to be the mid-season finale. Oh, uh, it's hundred percent going to be mid-season finale, and it's going I'm to. I'm already be, giving it five bloobs. I think it's going to get a five bloobs. <laughs> if, it, if it goes the way I think it's going to go, and if anyone who's out there has read the comics, Shit. they know. So um, let's move on to Magna and the crew, and we finally got introduced to the characters that me and John have been very much looking forward to seeing uh, since the start of the season. This new crew is how we get introduced to Alexandria and the other communities and how they're doing after all that war. Basically, that is how we're introduced to Rick's new uh, society that he's built. Um, And they are also grilled in the comics, but not by a council. They are interviewed by Andrea, who is the de facto Michonne in the comics at this point. Andrea and Rick are together. And also, they are interviewed by Rick. And then there's some crazy stuff that goes on with a break into the house. Now, Magna almost breaks into the house here. but she sees a baby Rashon and decides that that is not a good idea. In the comics, the whole group uh, break into Rick and Andrea's house and demand questions, asking things about who's the man in the cell. You know, obviously at this stage, no. that's telling us in the comics that Negan is imprisoned and all of that sort of stuff. So it's very interesting. And then you know, Rick and Andrea are very understanding. They try and you know they try and ease their fears because obviously. You're going to be sceptical of a group. It, it can never be too good to be true, right? Yeah. They've had bad encounters with people like the governor, as in our group have, and these other people have had also bad encounters with other groups, other you know, communities that are evil. So it's fair to be sceptical. But Magna and her gang are very important in the comic. Uh, John, you were happy to see them? Yeah, look, I, I think um, they, they cut certain characters out of this episode. Um like, I mean, Maggie makes no appearance in this episode. I'm interested about that. And it's kind of like, ooh, what's going on up there? What is going on up there? Um, go on, you look like you want to say something. Well, I'm pretty sure that's because she's, well, A, it's a bit of mystery, but also she is only contacted for six, six episodes. Six episodes, yeah. So I think she'll be in next week's one. And then not again. And then not again. Mm. Or eight and not again. Yeah. But it's, it's a difficult one to say. But yeah, uh, no no, Maggie was interesting. Yeah. But it's, it's good to have new characters, I think. Oh, right? 100%. I, I think they need a little bit of a, a fresh dynamic. Um, I think the show has badly missed. What was that guy that was like just the spare guy that was cracking on with Carol? Remember him? Oh, oh. yeah. 
Tobin. Tobin. So since he left, I think that, that you know, there's been a gap. I think and, the show's gone downhill uh, since he's left. I so they've to. gone right. I mean, we obviously can't bring Tobin back. So we'll just bring this group in. His death was brilliant as well. He went full infirmary zombie and then went broken. Uh, yeah, it was like... Falling night, down the stairs yeah, and shit. Yeah, like the living dead stuff. Brilliant. brilliant uh, Tobin, stuff. rest in peace. We miss you. And so does Carol. She's never been able to fill the void, even with Ezekiel. So, you know, even at, like if, if they're anywhere near as, as good as, as Tobin is, then uh, oh, yeah. we're on to a winner. Oh, yeah, boy. So it's good. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we get a load more of Magna and her group. They're moving to Hilltop. In the comics, that doesn't happen. They stay in Alexandria. But I'm interested to see Hilltop and what's going on there, as we said, with the missing Maggie. How has she handled the last six years? Maybe she may, maybe she thinks she's to blame for the Rick situation, as I'm sure Daryl does to some extent as well for putting him in a situation like that. Um, let's talk about Negan and Judith. We've mentioned it in the main cast, but they're pretty much straight up replacing the Carl chats with Judith, which we've said is great because it gives us an opportunity to, to have Judith with a father figure. So not only is her real father Shane... Her sort of youth father is Rick before he died in air quotes. Yeah. And now at a time when she's really learning and taking on elements of like training from Michonne and stuff like that, she's getting math and math. She's getting in-depth conversations with Negan. Now, I wonder if Michonne knows about this because that's going to be very interesting. Well, she doesn't need Negan. She's got that little figurine now. So I love, yeah. the, I love the little figurine. That's basically a dad. Yeah. Actual father figure. That was very sweet, actually. I, I very much enjoyed the figurine. Let's talk about the radio. Um, this plot is straight from the comics. Eugene is the one behind the radio plot in the comics. As I'm so, sure he kind of is here, Gabriel's sort of taking a bit of ownership about it, but Eugene's still involved in it. Uh, Eugene begins speaking to a new group very very far away and that eventually leads us to a group that we've been talking about for a while and that we believe uh, we've already been introduced to in some respects and that is the commonwealth uh, mm. which is a very very large community that you know has multiple communities involved thousands and thousands of people so it's yeah. a completely different Pretty dynamic city it is essentially a city it is <laughs> it is actually rebuilding society i know mm. that alexandria seems impressive now but somewhere like the commonwealth um, is mightily impressive. It, it's like it's it's had 10 or 11 years of just growing and forming a government and sort of positions again. And the lead character there is also a governor. So let's just say... He's got one eye as well. Yeah, he's a bit of a madman. No, I'm joking. It's a woman. Uh, and, we believe <gasps> it, and we believe it could be Georgie, uh, potentially, yeah. who we saw give out all of the information with those weird twin characters last season. So that is, is uh, you know, I hope so. And we've, we've heard about her this season as well. So let's see how that goes. Finally, let's move on to the Whisperers. Finally, we are introduced to them. We got the famous scene in the mud that was teased all throughout all the promo material. This happens exactly the same in the comics, but with different characters. You have Ken and Marco in the ditch in the in the comics, not Eugene and Rosita, who, by the way, uh, have a serious romance going on at this stage in the comics, uh, to an extent that Rosita is pregnant. Oh, shit! Uh, so, you know, the fact that they're seeding this sort of relationship between Seed. Eugene, oh, between Eugene and Rosita is great. I liked their relationship a lot in the comics. It's actually very complicated because... Very graphic. It is quite graphic. Uh, graphic novel. <laughs> uh, because Rosita, Eugene and Abraham used to travel together. Obviously, Rosita mm. had amazing feelings for Abraham. He didn't... <laughs> You know, amazing feelings. And then he, he was taken from her. Eugene and would watch whilst he, yeah, literally, I mean. literally does though, doesn't he? he? Does like watching. So 
he yeah. knows Rosita very well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, boy. Oh yeah, boy. So I hope we get some more Eugene and Rosita action because um, <laughs> I think that's what we all really want to see. Yeah, I yeah. don't mind. And that this week is Comic Corner, uh, the most substantial Comic Corner that we've had this season, I think. Um, and I hope. Oh, I mean, it's it's the hard reset, isn't it? It's, it's the hard like reset. Reconnecting to the comic uh, storyline, it's amazing. It is amazing, and I hope I hope they stick to some of the comic beats here because, as I said, stuff around the fair, oh. stuff around the whisperers, is honestly some of the best material that they're going to have to adapt. <laughs> Thanks, Len. It's uh, it's nice to have some in-depth conversations uh, and information about the comics. Finally, um, as finally, you, as you said, John, with the hard reset. Why <laughs> are you making it weird? Because I can't say it without making it weird. Hard reset. Hard reset. Uh, but that is it for this week for episode six. We've got two left of this half season and lots to come. I think. Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I've got two children with... on the podcast, yeah. isn't it? Oh, I've got to put up with these fuckers for another two episodes of this. So in the interim, please do send us your feedback or anything that we've missed and your comments about our theories and our discussions in this episode. You can do that on any of our social media channels. Facebook, we are just fan critical. We are fan underscore critical on Instagram and fan critical pod on Twitter. Or you can send us an email. It's fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. We do our best to get back to everybody. And if it's really good, we might even read it out in next week's podcast. We probably will. Yeah. We will. It's, it's better than a lot will. of the garbage that we've been saying, to be yeah, fair. That is true. Yeah, I get cut for 50% of what I say and we put feedback in instead. Yeah. I uh, couldn't leave what you say in there because if I did. <laughs> Then, how is she the host? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, please do tune in next week uh, where we'll be talking about episode seven of season nine, which is titled uh, Stradivarius, which is a type of violin. Stradivarius. Just, I like their names recently. Why are they going with that? Yeah, yeah. chew on that team. Uh, say goodbye, boys. I'll see you later. Um, goodbye, boys. And goodbye, boys. Yes, bye-bye. Yeah, laters. Bye-bye.